Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message. I would like to share with you very briefly, in line with the theme going global, on a topic I choose to call positioning for transgenerational impact. Positioning for transgenerational impact. Some people will die and be forgotten right after the funeral refreshment. Some people will die and a week after they die, nobody will remember that they lived. Some people live and die and several years after they've gone, their impact lives on. What makes that possible and how can you live a life that will ensure that way after you have gone, you will be remembered? Positioning for transgenerational impact. The word transgenerational simply means acting across multiple generations. For purposes of this discussion, a generation can be called 30 years. The time period between when a person is born and when the person starts having his or her own children. And so, let's say, averagely, a generation is about 30 years. Now, when we say impact, it means the strong effect of a collision. When two things meet, they collide, they connect, or they join, there is a certain impact, a certain effect. That is what we call impact. The word positioning simply means to arrange something in a particular way. And very often, when we say something has been positioned, we are implying that it is arranged in order to give it an advantage. Many of us love football, and we are in a very important football season. Now, when they say a player is in an offside position, it means that the player is standing at a position that is putting him and his team at a disadvantage because the rules do not allow him to go beyond the last defender. However, experts say the best strikers hang around the shoulders of the last defender and they move at the right time. Some players don't seem to struggle. They don't seem to tackle. They don't seem to do anything, but they are always scoring goals. They call them lazy strikers. What they do is that they know how to position themselves. Let's all say positioning. So putting these three words together, when we say positioning yourself for transgenerational impact, what we are simply saying is you are arranging your life in such a way that you would have a strong effect across multiple generations. It means that you are arranging your life and making some, some important choices that will ensure that your life and the impact of your life will go beyond one generation. I don't know about you, but I want to be remembered after I've gone. I'm trusting God to live a life that will impact so many people, not just within my lifetime, 
But even more importantly, after I've gone, but some people make the minimum contribution whilst they are here on earth. It is called a statistical impact. Statistical impact means that the most important contribution you make is either your voter's ID number, your passport number. In fact, some don't even have passports. Or your national health insurance number. When we were in school, these people were very easy to identify. They were never in the school choir. They never won any award in athletics. They never won any prize. Sometimes in their frustration, seeking to be remembered after they leave school, they take a marker and they write something very special on the school wall. I'm sure many of you know that. It is four words. What are those words? I was here some. I was here some is the anthem of the statistical person. The person whose life makes a statistical impact has only one anthem. I was here some. Their only claim to fame is that they walked through the school. But there is no record of anything that they've done that can be pointed to as a significant contribution to the development of the school. May we not live and die and on our tombstone, the only message we left behind is that I was here some. I want to point you to some people who lived lives, some of whom lived for only one generation, but whose impact crossed over several generations. If longevity were the only definition or the only determinant of success, then Methuselah should have been the most notable achiever of our time but the man lived for over 30 generations 969 years and his whole life was captured in one or two verses i want to give you these special achievers first one is jesus christ 30 years of his life lifelong impact second one ya santua i'm sure there are several queen mothers but none of them are significant as the one who keeps getting referred to as the greatest queen mother of all time. The third one is an author who wrote poetry, wrote books, and several years after he's dead and gone, William Shakespeare is being quoted as one of the greatest authors of all time. Florence Nightingale was a nurse like many other nurses that we know. But in a time of war and a time of crisis, she chose to be an exceptional nurse. And several years after, her life is being celebrated as an example of an ideal nurse. Martin Luther King was a pastor, 27 years old, when he gave one of his most brilliant speeches of all time. I'm sure some of us here are far older than him. But how much have we made in terms of contribution to our society and our generation? His words, his thoughts, his speeches have outlived him. Mother Teresa was a poor nurse, or sorry, a poor, what would you call her? A nun, sorry. A nun who gave all she had to charity. She didn't have anything herself, 
but she was willing to mobilize resources to enrich the lives of other people. Tete Kwashi carried a seed across nations and transformed the economy of a country and a sub-region. Way after he's gone, several children have enjoyed scholarships because one man was a visionary. Rosa Parks refused to believe that somebody was superior to her because of color and refused to stand up on a bus for somebody else to sit down just because of the color of the skin. And today, we live in a world that creates equal opportunity as best as we can for people of different colors. Jesse Owens stood against the belief that a person of dark skin could not compete in athletics and won four gold medals in the 1936 Olympics and disproved every theory that he could not excel in athletics. But my favorite of all the achievers I have lined up is somebody right here in this auditorium. Somebody who I believe that 10 years from now, 5 years from now, 15 years from now, will be a global icon somewhere across the world making an impact, and that person is you. I believe with all my heart that if you will make these choices that I'm sharing with you today, you can make a global impact. You can live a life that will be resonate way after you have gone with several people. I believe that somebody in this conference will leave this conference energized, equipped, transformed, and ready to make an impact on your generation. What would it take? I want to share with you six keys to effective positioning. Six keys that can help you go global and go beyond global to transgenerational. Let me start by assuring you of the fact that these six keys captured in the word fiscal may not be all the keys that exist, but they have in themselves the power to transform your life. The first key is a strong foundation. A strong foundation. The type of foundation that is used to build a skyscraper is different from the foundation used to build a one-story building. If you are going to build a house, at a time when you lay the foundation, you decide on what you are trying to build. I suspect that if you build, you're trying to build a one-story, the foundation doesn't need to be that deep. The material will not be a lot. And you probably will not be required to stretch yourself so much. But when you are building a skyscraper, you will go down for a long time before you start climbing up again. In fact, sometimes you seem to have gone down and come back to the same level. So for somebody looking on, it's as if you have done nothing. That is why the biblical story about the wise man who built his house upon the rock and the foolish man who built his house upon the sand is instructive. Because the one who built his house upon the sand looked at the one who built on the rock and was like, you're wasting your time. What's the big deal? But the storms came. Everything you do in life will be tested by the storms. And if you have laid a skyscraper foundation, you realize that when the storms come, you will be strong. But when your foundation is weak, 
and you build a one story and like the man in Kufuridia who realized that rents were going up you start adding two more stories what will happen the building will collapse so you don't start adding more stories when you realize that there's an opportunity so right at this stage when you are starting out in life as a young executive as a young manager as a student or whatever category you find yourself in here lay a strong foundation what are the components of that foundation forge solid strategic alliances every one of us is at every point in time the average of the five closest people in your inner circle one of the, the most famous proverbs or sayings that we used to have when we were children is show me your friend and what i will show you your character so we are influenced by who we walk around who is your mentor who is your friend whose advice do you listen to who do you go around with who influences you that is important because some kinds of friends push you upwards some kind of friends pull you downwards and some friends just make you believe that no matter the obstacles you face you can make it when you hang around people like that you are always energized to keep going on i always challenge people to apply what you call the 10-year rule the rule is simply this always ask yourself this thing that i'm doing now 10 years from now will i be proud of it 10 years from now will i look back and say wow or i'll tell myself listen i made a big mistake when you think like that you don't act based on short-term considerations but based on long-term perspectives some decisions will look like they put you at a disadvantage today but like every good foundation tomorrow you will look back and you will smile the second key to a solid foundation to global impact or transgenerational impact is identity who are you every one of us must ask ourselves this most important question who am i who you are determines who you are not i am not a footballer i am not a trader i am a motivator i am a communicator i am a writer I am a minister i am a trainer i know who i am and therefore i know who i am not not every open door is an opportunity for me if you tell me people are going to dubai to trade i say wonderful i don't jump on the train and follow them to dubai or china and when i get there i arrive there i say but me why did i come here some people do things just because everyone is doing them everyone in your class is smoking so you want to smoke everyone in your class is drinking so you want to drink everyone in your class is cheating in exams so you want to cheat but i am a christian i don't cheat in exams as simple as that so who are you what will you do or not do in your quest to succeed whatever you think you are let me add one more block to it today in this conference today i have a friend from the u.s i have a partner from liberia there are several different nationalities right here in this place believe me 
we are in very interesting discussions that will lead to what we are doing being extended to different countries beyond where we have already gone. Why? Because we are not localizing our constituency. Even the name you choose will tell me whether you want to go global or local. When you start a business, don't call it a Yamenchini local community store. You may be in a Yamenchini, but you do not need to call it a Yamenchini local community store. Because after five years, when you have grown big, a company in Dusseldorf wants to do business with you, um, check out your website, and order some serious consignment from you. What has a Yamenchini local community shop got to do with global business? The name is localizing your constituency. Tell somebody go global. Tell somebody choose your name carefully. Even your name has disqualified you. The next thing you need to do is to secure your domain. Sometimes people start a company and they have not registered it. They set up an, an, an entity and they have not secured their name on Facebook, secured their name on Twitter, secured their name even on their website. So they have no website, no presence on social media. They have not even registered the name. So you operate for three years. You say, oh, I'm just starting. But after three years, now you have grown big. You are going to look for a contract with a company. They say, okay, please, as for us, we only pay you by cross-check. That means you must go and register your company. Now you go to register general and they say, oh, just last week, somebody came to register this name. You know what that means? The name you have popularized for the past three years you put it aside and now you have to find a new name. Why? Because you didn't secure your domain. There are simple things, but they would help you. The third thing that would help you go transgenerational is the word, the letter S, and that stands for spirit. What kind of spirit have you? And by spirit, I mean your attitude, your disposition, your outlook on life. I had a next door neighbor whose nickname was It Can't Be Done. That was his nickname. In God, they call it his Sabla. His special name was It Can't Be Done. That means that every time you bring up a project, the response is, It Can't Be Done. And apparently, he also borrowed it from somebody who used to say it when they were in school. But the fundamental principle is this. Once your outlook on life is that it can't be done, you live a life of restriction, a life of limitation, and a life of impossibility. And whilst you may not call yourself it can't be done, for many of us, our thinking is that it can't be done. So whenever you say, okay, so let's move in this direction, you say, you see, you don't understand. Do you know where I come from? My house is hard. Things are tough. We look at all the restrictions that are upon our lives. But you know, one thing about restrictions, the more you look at them, the bigger they become. My village is not on the Ghana map. Every problem you have, you will find that some of the speakers on the platform today had bigger restrictions, bigger problems, but they overcame them to become who they are today. There is no one 
who was born without any challenge or any problem. So rise up beyond your challenges. Determine to do more than everyone else does. When you are asked to present a report, add an executive summary. When you are doing anything, ask yourself, how do the best in the world do this? Curiosity. How do they do it? When you go on the net, don't only put pictures of your last meal, maybe some banku and tilapia, and write, what a shock. That's all some people put on Facebook. Go and post a question. What is the best way to present a corporate report? Let people give you ideas. Use social media. Use the internet as a learning tool and a personal development tool. Be curious. And very importantly, don't repeat your mistakes. No manager, no leader will promote somebody who keeps making the same mistake over and over again. Don't repeat your mistakes. The fourth key to going transgenerational is capacity. Capacity simply refers to your readiness to hold the opportunities that are available to you. I believe that many of us ask, pray, seek, knock for opportunities. But one simple question I would ask you. How many are dressmakers here? Let me see by hand. Fashion designers, dressmakers, let me see by hand. Fantastic. Let me ask you a simple question. How many dresses do you produce a day? How many? Five. Five. All right. So, I'm sure you go to church and pray and say, Lord, increase me. Give me more opportunities. Bless my work. Now, if one day you get a call from Legacy and Legacy and they say, over the next one month, we want you to sew a thousand uniforms for all our volunteers, all our speakers, and you want a thousand uniforms. You know some of you will collapse. Some of you, at the mention of thousand uniforms, you will collapse. And you know what you say? Please, give me only hundred. Please give me 100 because you cannot wrap your mind around a thousand uniforms. How do you produce it? Where do you raise the capital? How do you even store them? Where do you buy the material from? A delegation of Ghanaian craftspeople weaving baskets went to the US with the most beautiful samples you can think of. And when they went, they didn't go to the small operators. They went to the big Walmarts and the, the supermarket chains. And the first person took one sample and said, so if you want 50,000 of this basket, how long will it take you to supply? <laughs> the highest number they've produced is 200. 200 copies. And you are talking 50,000 baskets. The guys looked at them in shock. What a shock. 50,000. In the first place, if you work your way back three times, the raw material... We don't even have raw material for 50,000 baskets. They asked them, so how many hectares of cane plantation do you have? The cane grows in the bush in the western region. <laughs> Tell somebody go global. <laughs> Tell somebody build your capacity. <laughs> Knowledge, grow it. Your skill sets, you must grow them. Technology, you must understand it. It's not everything that must be done manually. Some of us, we are so addicted to the manual way of doing things. You say, you see, ask of me, I'm analog. What do you mean by analog? 
How can you go global when you are analog? Shiba will come and your methods will be analog. And you can't compete. Listen. If you really want to compete, the young person in Ghana today, six, seven, eight year old, will collect your iPad and they can do things on it that will shock you. Our children are now the best repairers of our computers, our laptops. They know more than us. And many of us are caught in a rut in the old way of doing things. And you know what will happen? In the next few years, somebody will come out of university and you are supposed to be the manager, the senior. And in that generation, a doctor will be sitting somewhere in, 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 in Saudi Arabia or in Japan or in Mexico. And at the same time, directing 10 different nurses to perform an, an, a procedure. And if you are not adept at using online technologies and, and the computer, and, and you will find yourself totally lost. You will go for an interview and you say you are a graduate nurse and they say, are you adept at these softwares? You say, what software? <laughs> and they will put you aside because the world is changing. In the next five years, the world will change faster than it has changed over the past 20 years. And many people who are not moving with the times will find themselves economically redundant. Mark my words. But if you will take what you are talking about seriously, you will find yourself relevant. Number five. If you want to go global, you have, you have to be aware. A sense of awareness. A stands for awareness. And awareness is particularly in the area of timing and seasons. There is a time for everything. Every season has its opportunities. And every season has the required behavior to succeed in that season. There is the planting season, there is the waiting season, and there is the harvest season. When a farmer is planting, his eyes are red. I went to see my friend off several years ago to his farm and he was planting beans and we're using very traditional means that rain and we just strike the stick in the ground and put three single um, seeds in the ground and he was working with timing he didn't know when the next rain would come and he wanted to cover a certain number of acres in that day so he kept planting the stick and, and i was tired secondary school boy i was I was dying. My friend just kept going because it is time to plant. You know what kept him going? The motivation that one day he will reap. You know, what is chasing you in life determines how fast you run. That is why when you are inspired and you are motivated, you can jump a six-foot wall. Next time you say you should jump it, you say, did I really jump this thing last time? Because you are motivated. May Springboard motivate you to leave this place and believe that you can become somebody. May Springboard challenge you to do what you could not ordinarily do in the past. But beyond motivation, it's also important to take away tools because motivation does not last forever. Motivation will make you feel high, but the tools will keep you going. So understand the seasons of your life. Today you may look funny. Today you may look broke. Today you may look poor. Today, it may look like you are walking on the ground holding a vision in your laptop bag and you are going from place to place saying, I am building a great business one day. You know what? Success has many fathers, but failure is an orphan. So when you are carrying your thing, 
like I remember after school carrying wall hangings and going from office to office selling them it looked very funny it didn't look palatable it didn't look nice it didn't look dignified but I want to challenge somebody and say despise the shame it may look funny but if you believe in it hold fast to that dream one day when it manifests the same people who love that you will say we always knew you could do it we always knew you could make it so hold fast to your dream avoid the consumption mentality not everything must be consumed some opportunities are seeds listen if you get a chance to perform for, for Nelson Mandela today don't collect money how much can you collect for one performance for Mandela collect endorsement and that will last you for a lifetime don't have a consumption mentality think about the future the last point I would like to share with you about going global and going transgenerational is the most important point for today and that is legacy legacy I challenge every one of us to leave a legacy don't live and die like an animal don't live and die as if your life does not matter determine that way after you have gone you'll be remembered for the contribution you made think about yourself ask yourself what image am i creating by the choices i make my communication my dressing my reputation my track record what will shiba say about me when she meets me and your brand your personal brand matters i want to recommend to you the book personal branding your brand matters every individual is a brand every individual represents some attributes some names when you mention them everybody will say hey that person don't go there what brand are you cultivating even the lord jesus christ who lived the perfect life one day called his friends and said who do men say that i am you must care about your brand cultivate your brand and i want to throw a challenge to you and say affect the lives of a million people in your lifetime think about it night and day don't say i come from a small community don't say nobody knows me don't say i lost my father don't say i am poor don't say i am unknown think about it night and day how can i albert okran affect one million people in the next five years and as you think about it one idea will drop in your heart and that idea can take you onto the global stage think about it night and day Finally, before I take my seat, I want to challenge you, my dear friends, to think generationally. Today, you may see yourself as small, but tomorrow, your name will be engraved in gold. Your name will be written on walls. Your name will be written in the hearts of people. I dream about a day, 100 years from now, when somebody will take a book that Comfort and I have written and read it and receive direction for their future no building can replace that legacy 
no financial breakthrough can replace that legacy the desire to leave something that would outlive me and outlive my children's children i dream about it i think about it night and day and i pray to god that the choices i make would help me impact the lives of people 100 years after i've gone that is my dream that is my aspiration that is the legacy i want to leave what legacy do you want to leave tomorrow morning when you wake up in spite of every challenge that you face count your blessings you may have difficulties you may have challenges but god has been good to you you are alive today somebody was buried this morning somebody was buried yesterday but the fact that you are alive means that there is something special god wants to do with your life and may that thing grow from local to regional to national to continental to global and to transgenerational thank you and god bless you Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 nine. Zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to Amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. Oh.